Good afternoon. Good afternoon, everybody. How's everybody doing on this Sunday afternoon? Can you all believe that we are almost through August already and, and school is getting ready to go back remote? <laughs> so I'm Jacqueline Kabai Harrison. Welcome to A Queen's Roundtable Show, which happens every second and fourth Sunday of the month at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We just keep it real. We talk about entrepreneurship, <clears throat> the good, the bad, and the ugly. And we end on a note with offering tools and techniques to help you as coaches and consultants be able to level up your business, right? Which is what we all want to do. We want to grow our business. We want to not only meet our monthly income goals, but we want to exceed our monthly income goals. So without further ado, I want to let my special guest introduce herself. I, I'm sorry, I'm just sitting this over here so I can share it on my Facebook page, but this act this you know act like it does not want to work for me today but i'm gonna get it together okay i think it i think it did it i think i posted it and she it did it <laughs> and yes and please share the broadcast out yeah, share, yeah. share like it and share to you know like it share join the conversation with us and be a part of this of, of this great discussion um as jacqueline said my name is ebony nicole i'm ebony nicole smith i am the writing coach and to coaches, consultants, as well as clergy. I am the founder and CEO of Ebony Nicole Smith Consulting LLC, which is a boutique writing and public publishing company specializing in the production of books based on one's life. I've been in business since uh, 2014. Okay. I mean, no, I'm sorry. No, 2016. I can't remember. 2016 <laughs> is when I started my business. And I have thus far uh, with my clients published over uh, 20 people. And I, for my own personal stuff, I published seven books and have been a part of three anthologies. Uh, one that I'm doing now is that's coming up next month is this one here. I, I'm the visionary behind that one called A Praying Wife in Waiting. I am so excited because that one I was able to pull together uh, 18 women, including myself. Yes, 18 of us uh, to tell our stories, to help women who are waiting wives and God. We, we are some of us like myself are single and we have told and shared our story. Um, for our about our journey being single women. And then the other women are married some less than 10 years and some more than uh, 11 or more. And it has been an amazing, an amazing process to, to just get this personal insight into these women's lives and to get them to really become comfortable in sharing their story. Um, what else can I share? I, I am a transformational speaker. My goal is to whenever you encounter me in one of my my uh, events that you not only leave motivated, but you leave transformed at that point. A transform transformation to me is permanent, uh, whereas motivation can dwindle over time, but transformation is permanent. So I, I love to transform people with words and and to just encourage them and you know this is possible whatever it is you're going after and whatever it is that I'm sharing that they could take pieces of it or all of it and and transform their lives therefore you know what I like the way you made the distinction between motivation mm -hmm. and the transformation piece 
because yeah. and, and, and I, I know we'll, we'll have more time to, to get into it, but it just kind of caught, you know, caught me right off the bat is that I think a lot of times people do go to seminars, you know, conferences and they get all, you know, they, they get excited and, you know, they want to go and they want to do this, they want to do that. And like you said, over a period of time, it kind of fizzles. Yeah. It does. You know, it so does. I, yeah, so that I, I like that <clears throat> that you drew that uh, distinction between the motivation and the transformation. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't even know where to start. I <laughs> have your bio pulled up here. But <clears throat> I guess before we kind of get into the meat of everything, tell us a little bit more. Like, for example, are you like what state are you based out of? Like, is that where yeah. you grew up? Are you primarily online and face to face, or or should I say primi- primarily online, or or and or both? You know, just kind of give us a little bit more of the, of the uh, logistics. Are you in, and like maybe do you have children? And then mm-hmm. and then I want you to kind of go into your why. You know, like and and I know you do a few different things, but kind of talk to us a little bit about how all of this sparked. Like, how did it? You know what? Yeah. You know, do you just wake up one day and say, like, oh, I'm going to do this? You know, so. Absolutely. So, yes, um, I live in Rochester, New York, and that's where I was born. I'm born and raised here. I have my home here. Um, as I said before, I am a single woman. Um, I've been single since 2012 and been successfully single for the last two and a half years. Now, successfully single is very different than just being single because you can be single and bitter, single and, you know, just not in a good place mentally and physically, emotionally when it comes to relationships. And so I was there for a long while and it had taken a lot of prayer and fasting and seriously just ugly crying, (laughs) a lot of ugly crying for me to become healthy in my view of relationships and no longer to see it in a tainted manner. And so that's why I say I'm, I've been successfully single for about two and a half, three years now. Uh, no children as of yet. I do have, oh goodness, 14, 10 to 14 nephew and nieces. I gotta rethink about it. So I have nephew and nieces uh, from my two brothers and my two sisters. Um, I actually have, Four of my nephew and nieces here with me today. They're they're downstairs. I'm in my office, and I tell them, Auntie's gonna be busy for the next two hours. If it's not an emergency, don't bother me. <laughs> don't even come upstairs. So, they're pretty good with listening to me. Um, but but no children as of yet. I, I do desire to be married and and give my husband uh, children. Um, when it comes to my business, my Ebony Nicole Smith Consulting. I did not wake up one morning and say, this is what I want to do. Absolutely not. <laughs> it came about when in 2006, yeah, 2016, my, my bishop, Roger L. Hennings, asked me to help him with his first book. And it's called, um, It's a Matter of Dominion. And I was like, me? You want me? <laughs> so I was just like excited overjoyed that he thought to ask me to help him so what i did for the book he already had a publisher so what i did was transcribe uh four of his 
uh, C, uh, CDs, a spoken word, and okay. transform it into a book. It's a, uh, actually four, four or five chapters is what I translated, uh, transformed it into. And then from there, I was like, I like doing this for pastors, for clergy. I, I can do this. And so I started my business. I got my first client in uh, the fall of 2016, and we published her book in 2017. And it was just going from there. And it's been 20 people, 20 people so far. I just had last night, one of my clients, uh, Tysharda Thomas, she just released her book titled First Time Home Buyer's Handbook. So excited for that. We actually started on her book in 2018. Well, we didn't start. I apologize. We uh, we began talking about it. She was inquiring about how it works, the process, what she needs to do. But then 2019 rolled around and it was put on pause. And that was a time that she had lost her grandfather and some, you know, just a spiritual journey God was taking her on. And then beginning of this year, she said, coach, I'm ready to go. And yesterday was her book launch and it was very successful. I, I would say I love what I do. I love when people come to me with just the raw idea of a book. You're like, I had this book in my head and I want to get it out, but I don't know how. That's a perfect place to be for me because now we can sift through everything and we can pick out the most important pieces of your story. And that's what you can share. Even when it comes to being a coach like myself, I have all this content up here, but what what is worthy for a book at this time? Now, I'm saying not everything that I have, everything I have, I can put into a book, but what do people need now? Or what can I make um, into an ebook or a physical workbook that my uh, clients or that my, yeah, that my clients or potential clients can um, immediately use to become, uh, to start their journeys to become published authors. So I, I love it. it. I'm sorry, go ahead. It's just that some, sometimes I try to hold off because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to interrupt you. Um, no, I have senior moments. So <laughs> I want I to say now, I want to be, be clear myself and for others listening. So even if a person wants to create an ebook, mm -hmm. that's something you, you're a good person to, to come to, to kind of help them sort it out and okay. Yeah, absolutely. Ebooks are, are pretty easy. I'm just yeah. I'll tell you, I'm giving away some stuff today, but that's okay because a lot of stuff is, is worthy to be given away. But ebooks, in my opinion, is the most easiest thing you can absolutely do okay. to produce a book. Okay. The, all you need to do is you go to KDP, which is Amazon's online platform. You upload your uh, manuscript, put it out there for sale, tell people to buy it. Okay. It, it it sounds simple because it is. It really is. But and, that's, and, that, that's, and that, that that's that's low cost. Yes, right? that's low a cost. good way to start out. Yep, it's a big, great way to start out. Um, versus doing a physical book, okay. and it and also depending on how big your book actually is. Maybe if you have, I would say an ebook would be for twenty five to thirty pages or less. Okay. would want to do an ebook because a physical book it, it's i i wouldn't as as a coach i would say if you're very strong about turning it into a book then we can do that it's not a problem but as your coach i would say this would be better off as an ebook okay be, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Some people, you know, it all depends. Like some people can be very strong. I want a book. Okay. Well, let's make it a book then. Okay. You know. And you but, know what? I, I have to admit, I've never done an ebook, and I didn't even realize it was that, you know, that uh, simple. But I mean, so you know, I, I'm I'm learning too. So you know, so ladies, if you if that's a route that you you know want to go or that you're interested in, you can reach out to to uh, Coach Ebony. <laughs> Coach Ebony Nicole here, and um, her her website is should be at the bottom of the um, of the narrative. So, but I, I like that idea, the idea of the ebook, and then if you if they yeah. do it at a later time, they can turn that into a you know a physical paper paperback a physical book. Okay. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And okay. then at the same time, when I have my clients, we create both a physical book and an ebook. So, you know, they'll have it both ways. But there are, there are some clients who just want simply the ebook. And what I do for either just an ebook or just the or or physical and or physical book mm -hmm. is I will help my clients from everything up here to a physical book. And here's one of here's my physical book. Oh, I like this is that a, this is a, Thank you. This is a proof of this anthology. So okay. um, I actually had to go through it and make some adjustments. But I help with everything in between from the thought to a physical book. So okay. it doesn't matter where you are in your journey. I, I can certainly help you. Certainly okay. help you. Now let you me have to come you. with some content. You got to come with content. I can't create the content right. for you. <laughs> you got to come. You have to come with something. <laughs> right. Now, let me, now, do you do you do the publishing end as well? The publishing yes. and the editing? So you you like one stop. Yeah. yeah. Yes, everything. Everything just like literally. Like just, I do my. I have. No, I'm gonna tell you now. I know my lane. This is my lane. This is what I do. Okay. I have a beautiful team behind me. I have two chief editors behind me, and I have a dynamic graphic designer. Okay. So, and like my when I first met um my my head chief, they're both chief editors in their own respect. You know. I love them both. And what I would do is depending on how much work the book needs mm -hmm. will determine which one gets the, I will call mm -hmm. on to, to do the project. Um, but my first editor, we met in 2013. Her name is A.B. Brumfield. And she had me dying when she read my book mm -hmm. uh, called Confessions. And she said, you are the comma queen. I said I am. She was like, you have way too many commas. <laughs> the comma queen. The comma queen. She was like, you have commas in places that aren't needed. I was like, well, it looked like it. I thought it was wrong. It should have been there. No, no. So <laughs> she was. She told me that I would change in the middle of my sentences. I would change the the tenses. So I would go present tense to past tense. I did. She was like, yeah. <laughs> so that's, I'll just say, I have my team who's amazing at what they do. And I do what I do. I'm amazing at that. And so we bring, so we come together and we create amazing work. So yeah, I have a, a beautiful team. Um, my second editor, I've been, she's been on my team since 2014. Okay. So yeah, these are women I trust with my books and with my clients' books and my graphic designer. Oof, 
I think I've been with her since 2013. Okay. Yeah, 2013. I've, I've been with my graphic designer. So, yeah, these we we've been working. <laughs> no, and five later. That's 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 awesome that you you know have been able to find people that you oh, yeah. that are dependable and that you trust. Absolutely. Because I know that that's a concern for entrepreneurs when they're growing their team. You know, I, I've heard. Yeah. You know, I've heard stories and, you know, things of that nature. And, um, you know, when you, like you said, when you get a good team. Don't let them go. Mm, that's awesome. <laughs> now, do, do, are they all in New York or? The, um, one of my editors is here in New York. And the other editor is in New Orleans. And my um, graphic designer is in New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. All so right. I, I know them. They know me. We have, I, I message them. I call them and. I just love my team. I thank God for them, especially my editors, because when I did my first book in 2012, mm -hmm. I was in, I kid you not, at least 100 Facebook groups dedicated to authors. And so being in all these groups, I'm learning everything that they said to do, and I'm processing this information. And so one of the groups that was recommended that you have more than one editor, look at your book. So I hired three editors, paid close to $2,000 between the three. My biggest problem with that book was the editing. Hmm. And I was right. I had three editors. I'm confused. Me too. Three <laughs> editors. Close to $2,000 between the three. And my biggest problem is the editing. How? How? And I, it just... It blew my mind. It really discouraged me. And then um, I met uh, AB through a um, a book reviewer. I had reached out to her. I say that she likes, you know, urban fiction. That's my book um, is called Eve's Confessions. And it's available on my website. Um, and so I asked her, could you read it? So she was like, sure. Send me the first two chapters. I okay. sent her the first two chapters. And she inboxed me and said, I need to talk to you. So I'm like, oh, she liked it. She liked my story. Hey. I gave her my number. She called me and she said, I normally don't do this, but your book needs help. Okay. She said, off, off of the first two chapters, I could destroy your book with my review. Wait, what? How? So <laughs> she gave me so much insight to what I did not see as a new author as a new writer and of urban fiction and there was a lot of gaps that I wasn't aware of there were a lot of transitional sentences and things like that that I was not aware of that was needed and so she introduced me to AB and from there her and I developed a great working relationship as well as a beautiful sisterhood so a lot came out of that and I just um, I thank God for her often and so it was a, a, a moment in time that set me up for this moment to help others so all the pitfalls i fell into all of the tears i cried all the frustration mm -hmm. got me to this point where i could help my clients you know avoid those things mm -hmm. will there be times of frustration absolutely because mm -hmm. like for my my client that we just celebrated yesterday she um had to find a local printer because we didn't have enough time to get it printed through Amazon. Amazon would have been, uh, got the books here next week or so. And so we had to find alternatives, but 
there will be time, but if you trust me, if you really, really trust me, I will get you to the end results of having a book. And I, I love it. I absolutely love it. I thank God for this. I can tell. I mean, I can, I can tell you that that this is this is more than just about making money for you. You know what I mean? I can tell that this is something that you really enjoy. You know, and you, and you you've been you got some stories to tell. You've been through some yeah. stuff. So that way, you're kind of able to, you know, help them navigate. You got an excellent yeah. team. You know, and yeah. I, I I could only imagine how that must feel to be able to, you know, start somebody off from the very beginning when they come to you with these ideas. Yeah. I mean, all the way from from point A all the way to to Z yeah. to yeah. to like you said the finished product. That must be an awesome feeling for you as well it as you know, the people you work with. It is. It absolutely is. I get to see. It's like um, one of my clients called me the book midwife because I'm helping my clients push, bear down and push out this baby. That is a book. And the more they push and some of them want to give up, I'm like, why? Why do you want to stop? What's give me a reason why we cannot continue? It's, oh, well, I'm just scared. Scared of what? So let's get it. So sometimes. Yeah. Often it turns into a therapy session where we have to get past these fears because the fear, they can have this desire to want to write their books, but that fear can choke you and cause you to be stagnant, just like, you know, and you just say, you know, I can't do it. But I, when, when I get clients and even my old clients and my new clients, and I pray for current clients that are, you know, clients that have not found me yet. I'm like, Lord, what is it that my client needs right now from me? What is it each of them individual needs uh, for prayer? Because a lot of the, I don't know what's going on. They can tell me or they don't have to, you know, whatever. But God, what is do they, what do they need prayer for? So I pray for my clients. I pray for them before we go on, uh, before our, our coaching call. I pray before our consultations, all that. Because I'm like, Lord, this is this is your, this is what you gave them to do. And I, I'm, I'm just a vessel to help. So. Yeah, I I, I, when I I can't stress how much I love it. it even I have I call it um a, a a good stress sometimes with and I'll show you in this book. Let me see if I can find one. Oh, so let me see if we can get a close up on here. And this one, you see my page numbers or my camera? You see how my page numbers came out all wrong. That's a good stress to me. That means I don't know how this shifted, but I'm going to figure it out. That's why you do a proof because you don't want to send a book out like that. But it's a good stress to me where it's like, I don't know what happened, but I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> so, and it's not, it doesn't drive me crazy. It'll get on my nerves, but it's it's like, okay, I've been on Israel before. Let's figure it out and get it done, finalize it, you know, and, and get it out to the masses. And so I, I love it. It's, it's not work for me. It's it's just, just what I do. You love it. You know, speaking of that, now, what did you do before you started your business? What, like, professionals? Yeah, I was in customer service. Um, customer service, I worked for a utility company for 12 and a half years, and now I'm working for the city of Rochester as an accounting clerk. So okay. I absolutely love it. That's my full-time job, and I'm also a full-time entrepreneur. Okay. I know... For some people, it may not make sense. Like, how are you doing both full time? Because I do. Yeah. 
I, I you know, my my full time job is what is taking care of my home and my business to take care of my business. And so and by that, I mean, I'm not I don't have to use business funds yet to supply, to support, to take care of my home. At some point, I do desire the ability to you know, transition out of the workforce to do my business full time all the time. But until then, you know, working uh, for the city is, has been a great, a great deal of a great experience for me so far. Okay. I was going to ask, okay. So let me ask this. We talked a little bit about your why behind your business. So mm -hmm. two things I wanted to ask. One and I'm just always curious about this piece. Was entrepreneurship something that was talked about in your family? So that 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 that's one piece I wanted to ask. And then the other is in terms of I always ask my guests to share what would have been a challenge. And I don't know if you kind of touched on it a little bit when you talked about like the being single. And I can't remember how you phrased it, but I definitely want to go back to it if that's not one of your challenges. But I always like to know, like, you know, what was one of your challenges and how did you address it? I, I kind of don't like to say overcome, but how did you address it? Yeah. So when it came to entrepreneurship, that was not spoken of in my family. Okay. It was not, um, you know, start a business. You have an idea, let's, let's develop it. Let's, you know, get some capital behind mm -hmm. you and get it done. That was never talked about in my family. And my family, it was more go to work. Uh, once high school was over, it was either college or get a job to help pay these bills. Yep. And that's what it was. So yep. entrepreneurship for me was, was truly something I stumbled upon and didn't really think that it was even something I would be doing no, at all. So I'm thankful that it, it I had learned it along the ways that I have. Um, because now I can share with other people, you know, how to start your, your foundation is always your business plan. A lot of people want to start a business, jump right in. Okay. What's your business plan? Oh, um, okay. Cause your business plan is your roadmap. You don't know where you're going, you know, where you're going, but how do you get there? And your business plan is that way to get there. Uh, one of the things I also stress about when it comes to entrepreneurship is budgeting. You know what all your business needs are going to be. How are you going to pay for it? You know, where's your money going? You, uh, one of the things I said is, uh, to someone, it was that you made $10,000 in a month, but you don't have 10000 Where did the money go? And if you can't count for it, then you really did not make it. You just lost money. So that's one of the things as well. One of my struggles, oh, man, which one do I want to share? <laughs> um, I could say... Uh, I, okay. Well, I would say there was actually a couple of them I could, but I would say as an entrepreneur, my first struggle was believing in my prices. In your pricing. And my pricing. Okay. It was. It was. I'm like I, when I would tell people, "You want me to put your book? It's nineteen ninety seven, one thousand nine hundred ninety seven dollars." I would be like. It's 1997. I would say it like I'm afraid to, to say it out my mouth and for it to hit your ears. 
But now I'm like, well, how much? This is how much it costs. And it can go up from there depending on what else you, your book may need. And so that's the bare minimum. But then there are other things that can, you know, increase that price based on this date of your, your, your manuscript. And so now I'm comfortable in it. I sometimes when I would, um, in the beginning of, of my entrepreneurial journey, I would kind of just like, I don't know if I want to tell this person this. They seem so excited, but then when they hear this price, they're going to be like, oh, no, I don't want to, or, you know, whatever have you. But 20 people said yes so far. So <laughs> something's good. Um, but that, that was my biggest struggle in my journey was becoming comfortable with my pricing. I had a business coach uh, back in 2000. I started working with her early 2016. Mm -hmm. My business coach. And we hashed out all my pricing and she helped me to figure out like this is these are this is what you're putting in. This is what they're getting. These are your prices. And I've stuck with those prices since since I started in 2016. And yeah. you know what? Let me let me just kind of a quick little jump in mm -hmm. is that a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with this. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I know yeah. those of you out there, whether you're listening now or you're gonna catch the replay, this is this is real, this is real talk. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And it's mm -hmm. like I, like, like you said, you, you your initial thought is like, oh my God, they're so excited. I want to help them. I want to work with them. Yep. But when you say it, you think you, you think, you know, you automatically think they're gonna be like, you know, like they're gonna deflate and just yeah. open that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So and and it takes time, you know. Absolutely. And you, you know what I mean? To be able to say it and say it with authority, you know, and all That's of it really comes That's from believing in your transformation. Yep. Yep. You don't just go motivate yep. somebody. This is yep. a transformation that they're going yep. to receive. And that's that's yep. kind of all part of the process. That's why I like to talk about these types of things, because I don't care if you just started your business six months ago, if you are three years in, you know what I'm saying? I, or, or maybe rebranding. You know, some of us, mm -hmm. rebrand, some of us start out one way and we shift. You know, we yep. pivot. Like a lot of us have had to pivot because of COVID, you know, yep. but this is real. This is real, real talk in terms of being comfortable, you know, and yeah, maybe for some of us, it comes natural. Maybe. Okay, fine. But mm -hmm. for a lot of us, let me apologize. I know y'all will hear my son screaming in the background, but for some, it doesn't, you know what I mean? It takes a little work, you know, yes, so I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you sharing that, yeah. you know, because, okay. you know, again, this is things that, that we all go, you know, that a lot of us go through. Absolutely. Um, so you you answered in terms of a struggle for you. <clears throat> and wasn't it another question I asked? I'm having another um, similar entrepreneur. Oh, right family. Family. It wasn't. It OK, wasn't. yeah, and I'm always curious about that because I know what I was taught, you know. Um, and it was always go to school, you know, go to college and get a good job. Yeah, yeah. Um, or, you know, if you're not going to college, get a get a trade and then yeah. get a job. You, you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm curious as to, you know, and I've, I've gotten a lot of mixed feedback. Some people are like, yeah, you know, I grew up with entrepreneurs. You know, I haven't had one lady told me she was like an entrepreneur when she was like nine years old. I was like, what? <laughs> you know, and so I, you know I, I'm a social worker, you know, so I'm, I'm always curious as to, 
you know, like, is this something people like develop or, you, you know what I mean? Like how much of it is like nurturing versus just, it's just any type, type of a thing or what, yeah. you, start, you know, so, but the thing of it is, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know, I guess it's a matter of just following, following your heart or, you, you know, like growing into your purpose. You know what I mean? Like the more you know about yourself, the more understanding you have of yourself. You, Absolutely. Right. You know what I mean? You begin to know, like, this is this is me right here. You know, this, mm-hmm. is, this is the path that I that this is the path that I'm that I'm going. Um now now I'm I'm kind of venturing off of script right now, but now I'm curious to know in terms of family and friends, mm-hmm. what what was their their response to your, you know, entrepreneurial journey. Did you get a lot of support? Um, what were people like projecting their fears onto you? What was that experience like? Oh, I got mixed. I got mixed feelings. Um, so my mom was my is my biggest supporter. Well, my tell my mom I have a book coming out. She's telling everybody about it. Um, and I if I have products like you know flyers and things, she's going to the grocery store. Here's my my daughter wrote a book. She's doing it. But, my mom, hey, well, I got to pay her. She's part of my street team. So, <laughs> um, and then I, my friends, a, a lot of friends supported me. They would share my things. They would purchase my books. Um, and then I have family that would purchase as well. But then I have some family never to purchase a book, um, don't share anything. Uh, friends as well don't support. But I, I, I take it like this. It I don't look at who doesn't support me. And I'll be honest, at first I did. Okay. It used to bother me so much. But this is what I tell my client. Your family and friends are not your first support system. They're, they're just not. If you count on them, you will count. You're going to you hurt your feelings. Look at people who are actually supporting you and give them praise and thank them for what they're doing. So whenever I see someone post something like, to all of my haters, to people who don't support me, all my haters, don't do that. I tell my clients, I don't ever want to see you post something like that because we don't pay haters any mind. You give, I want to thank all of my supporters. Thank you for purchasing my books. Thank you for sharing my programs. Thank you for sharing my events. Thank you for recommending me to other people. That right there is, for me, noteworthy to be expressed and to be put out there in public so those who did not support then or who are not supporting now for whatever reason i'm okay that doesn't it doesn't bother me it does not anymore it did but it does not anymore and i encourage any entrepreneur don't look at your family and friends as the per- people that are going to purchase snatch up all of your products right. we're going to be the first one to run to you for a particular service it's not the case for some of us, it is, but I'm going to tell you for a large majority of us, it's that's not the case. It could be your product and or services may not appeal to them. I, I don't recall actually anybody in my family's, well, my one cousin, he was saying another cousin should write a book, but no one had besides that, no one has come and said, you know what, Ed? I want to write a book. So my service isn't you know, for, for them. And so that's what I understand. And you have to take a look at your product and your service and understand, is this something that your family and friends 
can can use. If not, don't worry about it. If it is, you know, don't worry about it if they don't purchase it from you. It's okay. It's okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for um sharing for sharing that. And I, you know, just to add a quick little note, y'all. Um, I know when I initially started out, I expected not necessarily for family and friends to purchase my products per se, but I guess I expected a little bit more like emotional support, like, hey, you know, how's mm -hmm. that program doing? Or oh, good job, you know, something along those lines. Yeah. But what I've come to find is that I have found so much support in like online groups that are specific to what I'm doing. Yeah. I mean, that people like, you know, like I have people online that I've never even met in person that, you know, we we like here, you know, yeah. what I mean? yeah. you know, and, and I've never even met these. I've never even met these individuals, but we are connected in our, you know, entrepreneurial journey that we yeah. share and support each other. You know, so I always like to bring that up because, you know, some people get devastated because friends yeah. or family don't purchase. And again, like you said, yeah. you know what your product is, you know, they get devastated or if they don't get a lot of, um, you know, encouragement, like, girl, you can do that. Or, you know, don't, yeah. be, you know, don't be scared, push through that fear. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That can, and, and especially if you're dealing with an individual that hasn't really, you know, like coming to themselves, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they need some work on their confidence and their mindset. Then that might be a, you know, a situation uh, to whether they flourish or they just fizzle out for good. You know what I mean? So I always like to just bring that up, you know. So one of the things I, I try to um, get people to understand when it comes to entrepreneurship, you have to be careful, be mindful, be aware of people who are projecting their own fears onto you. Because somebody, you can have this grand idea that you want to go forth and do. And somebody can say, well, if I were you, I wouldn't do it because X, Y, Z. Here's the thing. You're not me. Yeah. You're not me. So you could, you wouldn't do it because you're not me. So don't take that to heart. If someone, if you have this idea and you want to share it with somebody, if you are a praying man or a praying woman, ask God first, who can I share this with? If you know, if you don't have a prayer life, just be mindful. You know who you can share stuff with. It's in the pit of your stomach who you can share information with, who will celebrate you, who will be overjoyed that you are doing something. And so when you are conscious and aware of who you're sharing with, you get that motivation that you need. You have it there and you won't have to worry about people saying, oh, well, you know, like I, I, I've always like hair bundles. I, I don't wear them. But I noticed that you can make a lot of money out of Wait, selling those. Would you say hair bundles? Hair bundles. Hair bundles. Okay. Okay. Yep. The hair bundles. So you can make a lot of money off of it. You know, I have friends who are in the hair business. But I wouldn't say to someone, "Oh, you shouldn't start that business because it, it's already." Because I know four people that have one. <clears throat> I would say, "Go ahead and do it." Right. You have no reason not to. There's some. There are. Mm -hmm. You know, you get the comments of it's oversaturated or for my clients or everybody's writing a book, but it's not your story. Mm -hmm. So you can do it. You know, oh, my cousin just wrote a book and my friend just wrote a book and so-and-so wrote a book. Now you're writing a book? Yes, I am writing a book. So mm -hmm. I would say, go ahead and, and do it. They're not you. They, mm -hmm. They're not anointed. They don't have the skill as you. It doesn't matter if you as a writing coach, there are 
with hundreds of other writing coaches. There are some writing coaches here in Rochester, a few of them I know personally. I'm, I we I give them clients, they give me clients. Like I have a, a group, it's about four of us in a group that I have on Facebook where if someone comes to me about ghostwriting, I, I'm not, I don't do ghostwriting anymore. So if someone wants to ghostwrite, I, will, I don't do it. But I have a group of people I will pass your information on and whoever's available will call you. That's, and what is that's, that that's example? It. I think I know, but what is that again? Ghostwriting? Yep, ghostwriting is where uh, the someone will write your story for you. They'll You will give them the idea of what you want the basis, the foundation of it, and then they will take it from there and produce a book for you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that that's that, it's a thing. And so sometimes um when I come across a client that I, I can't take on at that point, mm -hmm. I have other coaches and other publishers that I'm really good friends with. Hey, is can anybody take this potential client? Okay. And they'll proceed from there to, to okay. help them. So I would say to any entrepreneur, anyone who wants to start a business, who has this idea and they believe with all their heart that they can become successful in it, don't let nobody tell you it's an oversaturated uh, area. So what? They, again, are not you. Just do it. That's right. Just do it. That's right. Um, so let me ask this. How do you practice good self-care? I think you're. Uh oh, now you're sticking a little bit. Um, I was asking, how do you practice good self care? Uh oh, can you still hear me? Because I know on my end you're sticking. Oh, okay. okay. There we go. I, I'm like my my. Laptop just started. I mean, my tablet just started spinning. I'm like, yeah, I should have yeah. used a tablet. I was like, either I'm gonna have to transfer to my phone or my laptop. But yeah, I think we're, we're good. So, how do you practice good self care? Oh, self care. Whew. For me, my self care is no. It's a word. <laughs> that is an answer. That requires no explanation. It don't need no comma behind it or nothing. No comma. No, because, or no, I can't because there's no, Ebony, can you? No. That's my self-care. I'm serious. That's self-care for me. I, I know because I, I want to make sure I operate excellency. I want to make sure that I produce and such as well. If I take on too much, something is going to fail. Yeah. And so I'm, no. I, I'm unfortunate I cannot, mm -hmm. and th that's all I have. Uh, my self care when I do, I try to, for the most part, depending on what's coming up, is take a weekend, a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and do nothing but whatever I want to do. Okay. That means no client work, no organizational work, no, no, nothing, just ebony. And there does be times on my self care weekend where I would just watch stars or Netflix or watch movies on my um, fire stick all weekend and do that's that's self-care for Ebony or shopping some retail therapy. I'll do that. Um, just, yeah, but no is my biggest self-care. 
That was my biggest. You know, and it sounds, you know, we kind of laughing a little bit, but I know the the seriousness, the uh, the seriousness of it, because a lot yeah. of times, you know, a lot of us kind of want to be there for everybody, and you know, we feel some kind of way if we can't do this, and like you said, we have to offer an explanation. Mm-hmm. And some of us, you know, in it's different phases. You know, some yeah. of us will be able to say no, but you're still feeling guilty about it. You know, mm-hmm. and that kind of defeats the whole purpose. So, yeah. but, you know, it's about having those those clear boundaries. And like you said, not overextending yourself, because when you overextend yourself like that, you got two, you got all these irons in the fire and yeah. you just, you know, you're not going to be um, be able to 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 do your best at each That's of right. the tasks and give it, you know, give it the attention that it needs. That's right. You're pulling yourself, you're, you're stretching yourself and. You, you stretch yourself thin, you're, you're going to pop or you're, it's something is going to happen where you cannot give everything, everyone the best of you. And so in order to make sure I don't do that, I look at what I have and determine from there, what more can I take on? Yep. And if I reach my limit, then so there. So I, I did. I, I reached my limit. So. Like for me at a time, a comfortable amount of clients I can handle at a time is 10. So right now I have seven. And so I have room, the capacity for three more. After I reach that 10, it's soon as you want to make your down payment to be the next person in line, you can. And then once one is moved out the way, you can slide right into that position. But I know what my limit is. That's why I don't look at it as terms of how much money I can make. If that was the case, then I would take a bunch of clients at a time knowing I cannot give them all what they deserve. It's not that serious for me. If you really want to work for me, you will wait, you know, and just know, and I'll give you some things to do while you're waiting. So you're not just like, oh, becoming restless and stuff, depending on where you are in your journey as a writer or as an author, I can uh, you know, give you some things to, to hold you over until we start working. But yeah, I know 10 is my limit and I, I'm comfortable with that. Some people can do more, but I'm not them and they're not me, but I just do what I, I take on what I can. Okay. Absolutely. So your topic is, it is five steps of personal development and it's I'm PPE. Imagine, memory, prepare, plan, and execute. Yeah. So go ahead and and talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I'm PPE is something I developed last year. And it just, I like, I have to have ways to remember stuff. And I'm PPE was how I was able to remember this. So I for imagine, imagine where you want to be in your life. Where, what do you see for yourself? Maybe a year from now, 10, 15, whatever, whatever you imagine, that's what you are going to be. And then your memory, you want to commit it to memory. You could do so by writing it down, make it some, a daily affirmations for yourself, something, whatever you can do to make sure you don't forget what you have imagined. And then you plan for it. You sit down and you, okay, I want to be xyz well what are the abc steps that i need to take to plan for those things and then you prepare for them after you have planned it out that's your roadmap that's how you're going to 
you know, achieve your things that you have imagined and you committed to memory is by planning it out. Then you prepare. What do I need to do to take this journey? And then you execute it. So it has helped me in my personal life because let me tell you, the first thing I use my I'm PPE for is my weight loss. That's what I use for weight loss. And I'll be honest, since COVID, me too. But, <laughs> and I'm not going to say an excuse. Some people, you know, you know, they work out at home. I honestly, I love the gym. The gym is life for me. I love it, love it, love it. Mm. And so I imagine myself at a healthier weight. And that's what I wanted. So I committed it to memory by saying, you know, Ebony, you want to be 200 pounds. I'm 280 right now. So you want to be 200 pounds. That's what I, that's my goal. I will be 200 pounds. Like that was my affirmation. I am healthy. I am successful. I am, I am, I am. Then I planned it by mapping out those things, you know, taking this big goal of 80 pounds and just making small monthly goals. And then the monthly goals, I made them into weekly goals. What do I need to do? Uh, it, uh, far as the amount of weight I wanted to lose because it's thinking 80 pounds is a lot of weight mm -hmm. but if I'm looking at two pounds a month or two pounds a week and then that's you know eight pounds in a month two power yeah, it depends on how many weeks there are eight to ten pounds a month and two pounds a week you're it's, it's achievable when you look at it in smaller amounts as opposed to the big picture because for me it becomes overwhelming if I've been working out for a month and I lost eight pounds of 80, I'm like, oh, I still got more to go. But if I look at it, I did eight pounds this month. Yes, let's go. That's two pounds that I, of fat that I lost, you know, per week. So that makes me excited. And that lets me know that the work I'm doing isn't in vain. It's actually working. And so I planned and I prepared for it by hiring a uh, trainer who was fabulous. Like I loved him. He kept me motivated. It was, and I'm, I'm hot. I'm in my office and I think my central air is, my central air is on a timer. So I think it shut off. It's four o'clock. Yeah. So it shuts off at four o'clock because I'm usually gone. <laughs> I'm usually out the house on, at this time. So it shut off. So I'm sitting here like, why am I sweating? <laughs> I'm hot. Yeah, so it, it shuts off. Um, but I, I planned it by, uh, prepared for it rather, by hiring my trainer. Again, he was so monumental in my journey. Like I would look at, I would do the treadmills on my own before hiring him. I, I did the treadmills, the elliptical, everything that was upstairs. Okay. But then everything downstairs intimidated me because I didn't see anyone that looked like me. And so on using like the free weights or using the machines and stuff like that. And by me, I mean, I didn't see a plus size okay. woman down there lifting weights. I will always see this uh, petite woman, you know, already fit in a shape that appears so to me. And I will become intimidated, you know, watching the men use these machines. I'm like, there's no way this, all of this woman can be down there. But he showed me, you belong down here. You there's nothing with, wrong with you being down here on these machines. 
And so he made me comfortable. And in that comfortability, I fell in love with the gym. And so once I imagined, I committed it to memory by, you know, doing my affirmations, I planned for it, I prepared for it, and I executed that that plan. And I lost, I went from 306 down to 280. And so I've been at... Nothing. When I tell you it was a beautiful time, okay? Yes. I love okay. I love the gym. And this is the thing, but I wasn't seeing the weight drop really fast. It's because we were using uh we were doing weight. weight. So muscle yeah. is heavier than fat. Yes. So yes. I wasn't I saw my body changing, but I'm like, I'm not losing any weight. And yeah. so he explained muscle is heavier and I was like, okay, never mind. So from 306 down to 280, and I've been hovering around 280 since since February, March. Okay. And so, yeah. Since COVID. But, you know what? I'm a, I'm a big gym person, too. I, mm -hmm. I use the pool. And I yeah, have to yeah. find, you know, alternative ways to vary my, because I have an elliptical here at the house, yeah. but just different ways to vary my workout. Okay. Yeah. So let me let me just say, say this. We have a couple of people here. I have a question. Lorraine, hello, 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 my sister. Thank you for joining. Then we have a Jaretha that is asking, how do you, it says, do you edit books well? And then how much is the down payment? So I don't know if you want to necessarily, you know, I mean, it's up to you, uh, Ebony, if you want to, you know, answer that like right now, or if you guys can connect, you know, um, later, but J Jaretha, and I, I hope I'm saying your name correctly, her website is at the is at the bottom as well, um, and at the very end, she's going to talk because we're we're wrapping up. We're going to wrap up in a minute, but at the very end, she'll also too, you know, throw out some other ways to you know to contact her and things of that. Mm -hmm. So, Ebony, I don't know if you wanted to kind of say something in reference to that now, or yeah, as far as editing, I, like I was saying earlier, earlier, I have a dynamic team of chief editors. Like they, they know their stuff, and so through me, they they work for my client. And so it's like any other business, you come and then your work is handled for you. So yes, my editors are amazing. Not just because they are mine, but I'm saying they are amazing. So yes, we do edit very well for you. <laughs> very well for you. And as far as the deposits, deposits are 25% down and then the remaining is split up over four months. The deposits are based on whichever of my publishing packages you uh, are in need of. And then so my website is ebonynicolesmith.com, which is my full name. And so you can go on there. My website is being, uh, uh, she's my, I have a web designer. She's working it out. So right now it's just maybe like four pages. Um, but my I have a calendar on there under co the contacts, under contact. And you can set up a 30-minute uh, consultation, which is free. Okay. And, okay, so she said, all right. All right, great. Okay, good. Okay, this is like we made making a little connection there. That's good. Okay. Um, I was going to ask you something else, Ebony. I wanted to ask you about, because I know we're, we're coming, coming close on the time here, but I got a little off earlier because, you know, just depending whenever when I talk to different people, you know, it just kind of takes me in, you know, different yeah. directions. And I enjoy, you know, talking and you know, learning and getting the information out there. So I'm looking at your bio and I wanted to ask about the radio show you co-host, 
and about your Facebook Live. Uh oh. Did I, I think, did I lose it? No. I, what, I, my, I'm, I do apologize. My home is alarm is on and they just opened the door. Oh. So it's about to go off in one minute. I'm going to be right back before okay. it goes off. Okay. I'm going to ask her two, two more things. I'm going to ask her about her Facebook Live show, which is Become Bold in Your Storytelling and about the radio show that she co-hosts and it's titled the inspirational experience inspirational experience cornerstone wednesdays cornerstone wednesdays i guess that's the whole title so i wanted to ask her a little bit about that and um oh i see thank you for putting her um her um website in there and i'm also going to see if there's any if that's like the best way to contact her i know she said that um, the site is up and it's active, but it's still being, she's still having additional things added to the uh, site. So, <clears throat> so, you know, this, this, oh, okay. You're back. That was okay. good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I had to run down there. They opened the door to lock. It takes 30 seconds before it gets <laughs> okay. glaring. No I was just telling them that, that we were going to, I wanted to ask you about the show. The, the radio show that you co-host and about the Facebook live show. Yes. Yeah, so the radio show is called Cornerstone Wednesdays. It's mm -hmm. on 100.9 FM. <laughs> Gotta remember it. And it's a Christian show. We just have all great conversations every Wednesday from nine to 10. Um, then what my Facebook live is called become bold in your storytelling. And I bring on different authors to talk about their stories. This season, um, I have the co-authors of this amazing book. <laughs> um, on this season, I have two more guests this month and then we'll wrap it up. But that has been, I've been doing become bold in your storytelling about three years now. And I absolutely love it because it gets people the opportunity to talk about their story, to talk about what it takes to really be bold in doing so. Because some of us have stories that we want to take to the grave, but yeah. then there is a part of us that says, somebody needs to hear this. Mm -hmm. Somebody is bound. Somebody is locked up in their yesteryear. Somebody's locked up in their their frustration, and they need a way to get out. Mm -hmm. I survived this thing, so now I need to let someone else know how they can too. Mm -hmm. Or I have some lessons from life that, uh, lessons I've learned in life and I wanna share them. Um, maybe there are some techniques on how to become a better man or a better woman that you want to share. Mm -hmm. It's a lot that you can accomplish as an author and so I give that platform to other authors and allow them to come on and, and just encourage other authors to no longer hold back due to fear, but to share. But now, okay, so this is this is all our all our is open to all authors, right? Not just necessarily people that have worked with you. No, to all authors. This season is just dedicated to these okay. uh, 17 women. But 
Yeah, in November I start my my next season because uh September and October I take off, and then November I start up again. And it's yeah, it's it's open to poets and things like that. I actually began to have a love for poetry before <laughs> I wasn't you know really into poetry, but I'm like I love the rhythm and the rhymes and the way words just come together in such a beautiful manner. I'm like. I like this, <laughs> but I, yeah, it's, it's open to anyone. So yeah. Okay. All right, cool. So uh, Jaretha <clears throat> just said that she said the site works. It looks great in, in terms of your, your, your website. So it's, it's accessible. It's just that yeah, yeah. you're adding additional information to it. Oh yes, absolutely. Okay. It, okay. I, it, my, I saw the, what she was doing. On the, on the back end, and I'm like, "Come on, September, because it looks wait, right? amazing." I cannot wait. Okay. I was so excited, and she—I I was nervous uh, for some of the. Um, I don't know why I was nervous just to revamp my website, and it was just like you know, I, I was doing it myself, and then one of my friends, uh, God rest his soul, he passed away um, earlier in uh, April due to COVID, but. Uh, Earlier, though, late last year, he said to me, we went out to lunch, and he said, Ebony, I don't like your website. I'm like, why? He was like, because your website is all about you. Shouldn't it be about He was like, no. Your website should be about your clients and potential clients. When I come to your website, I should be able to find out, yes, who you are, but more so, what do you do? And how can you do it for me? What's the outcome of doing it for me? And how much is it going to cost me? He was like, your website don't tell me any of that. Okay. Yes. You know, I, you know, you? And you know what? This is, this, this is helping me. And I'm sure people is helping other people. But it's like, I guess, yeah. telling the story. You know, like you said, yeah. who you are, you know, what you can do, you know, who you can help, who, who is, is, is um, like kind of, what's the word? Giving a testimony, right? Yeah. How, yeah. you know, with, with how you help transform. Hey, yep. you transform me, and how much does yep. it cost to, for me? And for how much it costs? Right. Yeah. Okay. I like. I, mean, I, had to like that. Me. I, I didn't think of it like that either. I just was. He was like, "You're talking about you too much." I was like, "You <laughs> right. You say he was like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fine. I'll do it. So <laughs> I have a business coach as well. And so when I told her about what my friend had told me, she was like, okay, well, here's someone. Her name is Patricia. Oh, I forget her last name. Uh, not forget, but it's like something. I apologize. But her name is Patricia. She's phenomenal. Okay. And I, was, I told her what I was looking for. Um, I sent her a sample of uh, other websites that I admire of other people. And I said, these are the elements that I like about these websites. Can we do these elements? And that's what we're doing. Okay. So, Good. Yeah. Excellent. It's no longer about me. <laughs> yeah. So you know what? Okay. So let's go ahead and close out. So give your final. I think I'd like for you to close with. What advice would you give to a younger version of yourself? And then mm. let the audience know. Like, you know, how they can find you or what's the best way to find you. And if you have any upcoming, um, you know, projects, you know, that you might want them to know about. 
Yes, certainly, certainly. Well, first I will say thank you so much for allowing me this opportunity. This hour has been well spent and I'm thankful so for it. Yes, it absolutely was. Um, so one piece of advice I would give to my younger self, I'm 37. So I would say to maybe even a 27-year-old Ebony Nicole, just do it. Okay. There has been many dreams that I allowed to just fizzle away to not come to pass because <clears throat> I was too afraid. I didn't believe in myself. I believed in what I thought I could do, but I didn't believe in myself. I, I hope that makes sense. Like, I believe this product will be great, okay. but I don't believe I'm the one that can do right. it. And so I, I would just let stuff just die, never to be spoken of again. So I would tell myself, just do it. If there's an idea that you want to do, just do it. I'm PP. Imagine it. Commit it to memory. Plan, prepare, and execute. And you will, I promise, you will see it. That's all you got to do. Just put in that work. And I would tell myself, just do it. Be like Nike. Just do it. Um, and you want to know where they can, okay. So on my website, ebonynicolesmith.com. Uh, and you can find me here on Facebook, Ebony Nicole Smith as well. Um, uh, Instagram is Ebony Nicole Smith Consulting. I have Twitter, which is, I don't really use Twitter a lot, but my Twitter is Coach Ebony Smith, I believe. Yes, Coach Ebony Smith is my Twitter. So I have a, a Facebook page on here, Ebony Nicole Smith. It's Ebony Nicole Smith Consulting here on Facebook. And then uh, Instagram is also Ebony Nicole Smith Consulting. I don't know if I, I'm, I'm looking you up now on, oh, here it is. I don't know if we're connected on um, Instagram. Oh, I think we are. Yeah, we are. Oh, LinkedIn. Are you on LinkedIn? That's what I want to ask you. you yes. LinkedIn is Ebony Nicole Smith as well. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Everything okay. I try I try to keep it consistent with my name. Right. Or Coach Ebony Nicole. I tried that for Instagram. I mean for Facebook or for Twitter and it was too long. Okay. So just Coach Ebony Smith on Twitter. Okay. Okay. So you told them now any upcoming um events oh, offers yes. or you want to mention? Oh, goodness. Um, I have, or like I was saying, A Praying Wife in Waiting, the anthology uh, is coming out on September 13th. It launches. It's a collection of stories, uh, lessons, guide, guided uh, insight uh, to waiting women uh, who want to, who desire to be married. And so one of the things is, even if you your goal is not to be married, I do believe you still deserve your healing. And so these stories also provide that, give you a way to move past your things of you know, yesterday so that you can live a, a free now. Um, and I also have another anthology titled My Imperfections, which is a, also an anthology of women coming together. And we're just sharing those things that make us imperfect. That is also being released in September. You can purchase or pre-order each copy um, on my website, ebonynicolesmith.com, and they will ship out for you next month. Um, I have an event, ooh, which can um, have a few of them. So as a writing coach, I teach people how to write their stories. And so I am 
doing a presentation during the EPIC conference, which is a two-day conference next month. It's on the 18th and the 19th. I'm presenting on the first day for a 45-minute writing class. You can go to epicconference.com to register for that. Um, and it's going to be dynamic. I love yeah, interacting April? with people. Hmm? Is that April? No, that, no, that's with uh, LaShonda Leslie Smith. Okay. I don't think I know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that was going to be dynamic. I love teaching people how to write their stories. It's not going to be me 45 minutes of me just talking. It's going to be, this is what you need to do. Now I'm going to give you five minutes to write some stuff down. We're going to talk about it and then we're going to move on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. So come prepared to really work in those 45 minutes mm -hmm. because I want you to take away, walk away with some meat that you can really enjoy and consume and 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 get your book done. I like that. Like you said, you're not just going to be talking at people. It's going to be interactive, you know. Absolutely. Good. Wow, that sounds awesome. Okay. Yeah. Oh, like I have to say this. My birthday is the 13th of September. It so sounds like a lot of wonderful things are happening next month. Yes, that's Sunday. Awesome. We're going to be Facebook Live, and the, the launch is going to be a virtual launch. I, I'm excited. It, it's, ugh, my heart is just full. September is going to be an amazing month. And 2020, I'll be honest with you, it, I, I had, you know, when COVID struck, a lot of things, I was doing a lot, I was going to be doing a lot of traveling, a lot of speaking engagements, mm -hmm. but a lot of things changed to online. So, mm -hmm. I'm thankful for the the shift that everyone was able to make and mm -hmm. that, you know, God sustained me and others and you know, all of us, you know, through, through this, through this famine, through this pandemic. So right. 2020 wasn't a total bust. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Miss Ebony. It, it, this oh, has been very you. informative. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> excuse me, y'all. <clears throat> I have really enjoyed talking with you and I'm right. reaching out to you at some point in the future <clears throat> to kind of collaborate again. I haven't quite figured out exactly how, but I got some ideas. Okay. But All I'll be right. reaching out to you again in the future. But thank you for coming on. I really, really enjoyed talking with you so much. As I thank you so much. Thank you to everyone for the uh, questions. And just trust me, you can do it. I, I Whatever your it is, you can do it. And for real, set with your I'm PPE. Imagine, memory, plan, prepare, execute, and it will help you accomplish those goals. Yeah, I like that. Well, thank yeah. you. And enjoy the rest of your Sunday afternoon, okay? I will. Thank you. And until next time. And everyone, thank you for joining us for A Queen's Roundtable Show, which happens every second and fourth Sunday of the month. If you are interested in being a guest, the link is also in the narrative to apply to be a guest on the show. Would love to meet you and talk with you. And thank you again. And I will talk to everyone again soon. Bye, everybody. Bye.